Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is my dear friend, Christina Rivera of Savvy Broadcasting. In this episode, we delve into the hilarious and unpredictable world of roommates. Christina talks about her book, My Crazy Roommates, The Names Have Been Changed to Protect the Deranged. This memoir shares her extraordinary experiences that shaped her perspective on life, relationships, and the power of laughter. Welcome to Lifeology. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me back. I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah, I am excited about this. Well, you've been on my show quite a few times, and I always have to love to give you credit because you were the one who connected me um, to get me on radio. And so since then, my show has taken off so much. And so I'm always so grateful for your insight, your wisdom, your counsel. So once again, as I said, you're always welcome back on my show. Now, you've done so many, you've written so many books. You have so many different uh, radio shows that you're doing. What's going on for you? You're like, I just have all this creative juices. I just need to come out. What's happening for you to have all this come out? Well, it's interesting. This a particular story, my, my first book that we came and spoke about was actually due to a blog I wrote like 11, 12 years ago, having it made, where it was actually called 101 Mistakes and What I Learned in Business. And it took off mm -hmm. where each blog post got 20, 30,000 30, views. Mm -hmm. And then people kept saying, when's it going to be a book? Years later, I met a ghostwriter. That didn't work out. And, yeah. and then I actually found another person came on the show and said, I'll just be your editor. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, it finally made its way in March 2020, and, and it was finally a long time in coming. But this one, this particular story, my crazy roommates have been stories I've told at Christmas parties for many years and, <laughs> and for a good laugh with friends. And my yeah. friends will always end with, hey, that should be a story. You should write a book someday about this. And um, it was it was actually, get this, James, it was actually Thanksgiving last year. I'm sitting there with my husband and we we're watching this crazy film about a roommate. And he's like, oh my gosh, this sounds like your story. You should write that book. And, and, then, and then my husband said, it should be called My Crazy Roommates. The names have been changed to protect the deranged. It was his idea. And so I just bounced up, gave him a high five and said, let's do it. So uh, the next day I started wow. writing. Wow. And how, how <laughs> cathartic was it for you? I mean, because some of it, we'll go through some of the experiences in a minute, but, you know, there was some pretty scary stuff that happened in your life. Yeah. How, how cathartic was it for you to, like, a release to write about this and to talk about it? It was 
very cathartic because it made me realize as a person how much all of these situations and people have made such a great impact in my life that some of them are mm -hmm. some hairy moments, but they made an impact to show me where I could grow as a person because in every yeah. relationship, it takes two. It's you and the other person or persons. Yeah. And uh, through the relationship with others, you find, if you, if you take the opportunity, you can find that as a person, you can grow to your fullest potential. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was yeah. reading some of the book, you talk about the, the retrospective aspect. So for those of you who don't know the difference between a memoir and a, and a biography is a memoir actually takes, it goes through the events, but then you have the insight that you learn later. And so mm -hmm. that's what a memoir is, where a biography or autobiography is, it just goes through the chronological order of someone's life. Yeah. When you went back and looked at some of the lessons you learned, were they lessons that you realize you learned now, or they were lessons that you mm -hmm. learned at just shortly after the event when you were younger? Yeah. After the event, I just wanted really nothing to do with them. And it was just yeah. times I'd hang with a friend over coffee and they tell me something. I'm like, get that. If you think that's crazy, I've got a story for you. <laughs> um, but while writing the book and going, recalling the details, going deeply, I started out when I first started the writing process is just telling the story because I've told them mm -hmm. many times over the years. So I told the story into a recorder. And then I uh, transcribed it and then started to go deeper into the story. Like, what, what did I feel at the moment? What was I going through? What were the people feeling or going through? And then I started to peel back the layers and see what did I learn from that? And what mistakes did I make? Because I made quite a few boo-boos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done that too. Now, the, the, it starts out, uh, you moved to New York City. Where are you originally from? I actually grew up in Virginia and I moved to New York City at 16, moving in with my grandma. And it's mm. interesting, James, because um, I was living in Virginia and my mom had divorced my dad and was living in DC. And I wanted to live with my grandma. And she said, well, the only way you get to live with your grandma is if you make it into the school performing arts, otherwise you can't go. Mm. So I applied, I um, did the audition for, with my violin and thank God I made it because then I moved to New York City. And then in my early 20s, uh, I, I moved down on my own, and that's when all of these wonderful charades happened um, yeah. as far as Crazy Roommate. I was, uh, it was even how it starts in the first chapter. You, you know, you're there, you, you have some roommates, I think you're in the Bronx, and then all of a sudden yes. you get a note from two of your roommates just left. And yeah. you're like, what am I going to do? And that be responsible for the rent. I mean, that's super scary. But, you know, even at the beginning of, of your book, I mean, you have a really strong faith in God and you give God credit for for everything that, you know, for the book and et cetera as well. Absolutely. At that time, did you have a relationship with God when you, uh, yes. you experienced? Okay. Yeah. It so was evolving, you, though. It was evolving yeah. because I think like a lot of us, we get into this, uh, okay, God, I have a problem. Here's how you can help me. Mm -hmm. Let me give you my laundry mm -hmm. list. And <laughs> at that time, I was early 22, but at 26, yeah. I started to go deeper and, and say, I want to actually have a real conversation and, and mm. relationship with God. And so then it started to evolve, as all things do with relationships. Yeah. It, it grows. Yeah. So in yeah. that moment, when those two roommates left and like, <laughs> what am I going to do? What, what did you do? Uh, well, at first I panicked. I didn't even want to tell anyone because my mom said to me when I left at 22, you will never make it. You're coming back here. You'll never mm. make it on your own. So I was only out, I think, three, four months when that happened. And oh, now wow. I'm stuck with the full rent and making minimum wage pretty much. So I, I'm like, how am I going to afford this rent? So I, I would lay on the couch feeling sorry for myself. And, and then I started to pray, but cry out to God, what am I going to mm -hmm. do? I can't mm -hmm. handle this. And the phone rings. Get this. The mm -hmm. phone rings. I went to pick it up. 
and there's a stranger on the phone saying, I hear you need a roommate. Huh? What? <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't tell anyone. And so yeah. it just was a, a really crazy thing where my best friend's sister's boyfriend somehow had a clue I needed a, a roommate. So I, it was a weird connection because I hadn't told anyone, but it, as you will read, it it turned into something. <laughs> yeah, I, don't want, I want to give it away, but I don't want to give it away because it's, it's you know, but I think it's always interesting though. Um, so I, the way I've learned things is when we are given a gift, you know, something can help us through something. You can't always hold on to that gift because there's an expiration date on some things, not everything, but yeah. when, but it's important to know when to let something go and when not to let something go, you know? Yeah. And so it's, I think it's important for all of us. It's a really good reminder of, when something helps us in the moment, that's great. But if you hold on to it longer, then it yeah. it can become toxic in a lot of ways. And fortunately, the situation became a little toxic for you. But um, yeah, let's but go there. Like... Can we go there real quick? Yeah, I'd like yeah, to just touch on that real quick because interestingly, what I realized my my greatest takeaway from that moment in time was the fact that I was helping her stay in the negativity, and I mm. myself, because I I didn't write this in the book, but I myself was having some difficulty because my dad had been abusive. So mm, I mm. was having a lot of anger issues and probably sure. kind of goading her in, you know, without yeah, realizing right. we just sure. start chit-chatting, yeah, having our, as I used to call them, bitch sessions about mm -hmm. life. And, and then you just kind of, it's not like talk therapy that you do with a psychologist, a psychiatrist like with you, because you're mm -hmm. working through the issues and the emotions. Yeah. You're just you kind of, <laughs> well, you think you are. But when you're together with friends, you're just going in circles with yeah, negativity yeah. And, yeah. and it doesn't help you grow. Yeah. And especially oh if one God. person, especially if one person gets stuck, I mean, for you, it was just a, a, a you know, a confession, just like, ah, whatever. And then you're able to compartmentalize that and move on. And then yeah. unfortunately this person was not able to do that. And that's, it's unfortunate. And then I'm, yeah. um, pray for this person and I'm hopeful that regardless of what happened, she's, that, that she's yeah. doing fantastic. Yeah. Through, through all this though, you know, you, you have these events and experiences. What, what would you say, because I don't want to talk about all the events, but what would be another bigger one that you're like, oh my gosh, this is so outlandish. I, no one's going to believe it. <laughs> well, actually what's outlandish is one of the stories, and I don't remember which chapter it is. Um, the gal I lived with that was a girlfriend from Spain, she did some willy nilly stuff, uh, crazy stuff, which I talk about in the book. She tried to commandeer my apartment while I'm away oh, and oh. literally calls the landlord and tells them, Hey, she no longer lives here. Could I get a new lease with my name on it? Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it, it didn't work out and you'll find out why in the book, but here's the thing. Uh, when it didn't work out, we kind of had to separate and uh, she wasn't living with me anymore. Their last words to me were, I will kill you if I ever see you again because of the way things worked out. So I was like, oh, I was not keen at how things worked out. But several weeks later, I'm walking down the street in Manhattan and she's on a payphone, and I see her and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go the opposite direction because I don't wanna run into her after yeah. what happened. Uh, so she sees me and then she starts running towards me. I'm like, ah! So I try to get away and she grabs my purse and pulls up grabs it really hard and I'm holding on to it because believe it or not, I had just gotten paid and my paycheck was in there. Oh, I was like, I ain't letting up. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> holding on to the purse for dear life and she's trying to pull it away and she's screaming at me in, in Spanish because that's her first language. And I couldn't think of what to do. So I, I did the first thing that came to mind, I just started screaming, 
she's stealing my purse help help she's stealing my purse <laughs> and there's a bar right outside the door where we're, we're having our scuffle and some guys come out and say is that true are you trying to steal her purse and she looks up because now it's kind of stunned her out yeah. of you know what was going on yeah. and when they stunned her she let go i ran to the corner jumped into a yellow cab said go 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 hurry 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 and he ran and uh that was it. Oh, and I forgot. As I was running, she grabbed my my shirt, pulled off my shirt. I'm now bra hanging out. Oh my open. gosh! Yeah, and so that I I didn't put that in the book because it made the chapter about you know ten pages longer. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good. It's funny when I first met you. You, I'm mean, not that you're not this way now, but when I first met you. You were so dim, not demure, but you were just so. Um, I just thought so straight laced. I had no idea all this background and story that you have, but it's just absolutely fantastic. A lot of people though, they're gonna be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what was one of your biggest well, lessons in that respect? Well, you know what I realized, and, and it, I go a little bit in the end of each book, uh, a reflection of my greatest takeaways. And for me, this particular person, what I learned most was that I kept getting signs that there were problems and mm -hmm. I kept ignoring them. I was like, no, that can't be. She seems so nice. Yeah. And you know, I, you want to think the best of people. And I just kept putting it aside saying, nah, nah. And you know, so I don't blame her completely because I allowed the situation to keep growing into a big monster because I refuse to look at the truth. And looking at the truth doesn't mean you have to be mean to the person you're with and, and just say, oh, I don't like you, you're this or that. You mm -hmm. have to acknowledge where you're at and say, does it fit? in your life and if not let them go yeah, yeah. And i think that's the biggest thing I, mean, that, I think that can be from a healthy you know from relationship from friendships to to jobs you know all that is, mm -hmm. is important because as i said it's it's there are seasons for for many things and something some yeah. seasons are last a really long time others do not and so mm -hmm. that's kind of the takeaway i'm hearing as far as what yeah. is that season and how can you be mindful and specific about that now when you reflect on mm -hmm. your younger self and then your current self what's different and what's the same between the new york's side and you are today well what's different is now i will truthfully speak my mind but in a kind manner yeah. um in my early 20s i had a lot of anger about men because of what i was dealing with working through my mm -hmm. forgiveness with my dad mm -hmm. so i was kind of mean sometimes to men and i thought i was being truthful but that wasn't really true mm -hmm. you know that yeah. was just me being mean because i was having pain but now yeah. if i find a situation or a person i'm not dealing with I, I approach it deal with it immediately and say hey this isn't jiving for me and here's why the reasons and i let go over the years a number of relationships that just didn't serve me as far as growing and then what's the same that I always kept hidden in my 20s was my vivacious colorful self of, mm -hmm. um you know because in my 20s i would always present to the world a kind of quiet i mean i worked as an accountant so i mean you yeah exactly dress up in a suit. um but you know there would be moments where some people would say to me you look like you should be billy idol's sister because i had punky blonde <laughs> hair and and you know while i wasn't working i was wearing kind of you know rock and roll clothes and uh yeah. so yeah so my personality is now fully out and that was pretty much the same in my 20s but i tried to hide it Mm, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. With this kind of the topic we're talking about as far as learning how to let things go at the appropriate time, how have you, how are you navigating that? How are you doing with that? You know, there's times where it's still tough. I mean, when I left New York, there were some people that I was really close to for many years and we kind of fell apart um, over the past mm -hmm. couple of years. Cause it's been a really challenging uh, time for many people with COVID and mm -hmm. you know, all the mess in the world. 
So there are friends that were just not clicking anymore and you want to hold on to those friends because you've been friends for so long. But just like, you know, early on, like I talked about in the book, there are times where if they don't fit, you just have to let them go. And and it's a kind thing to do when it's not a working relationship where it doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. Now, do you have in the book how you met Brian, your husband? I sort of. I okay. changed the name. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So we don't know. Okay. Wah, wah. He didn't want to be in the book, though. I changed okay. the name. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, if you're listening. I shouldn't have said your name. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. That is too funny. Now, you was, might guess. Would you have, okay. Do you, have, um, do you have in there as far as how Savvy Business, um, how that started, Savvy Broadcast, how that started? Is that part of the book? Um, well, I kind of, in the last couple chapters, I kind of talk about how I'm now coming into my own and discovering mm-hmm. my more of my talents. And I started a podcast for my consulting business. So I just kind of touch on it, but I don't go deeply mm. into it. So this is, so this is pretty much what your twenties, thirties eras. Twenties uh, and it ended, let's see, when did my last roommate situation? 35 was the last mm-hmm. one because I had a period of time up to early thirties where I, then you'll see in the book where I actually met a friend from work who was saying, and uh, they rented out their entire basement apartment. And so it was oh, wow. three glorious plus years where it was, you know, I came to my own place. I didn't have any craziness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I needed it, there were times where I was sick. They bring me some cup of soup, whatever. So there was that. And then uh, that didn't work out for varying reasons. And I needed something quick. And then there came the end of my roommate stories. Is, when you think back on, yeah, you think back on the culture of how you grew up in New York, is it? Is that a typical, is your stories typical for people who live up there? Not to minimize you know, all the craziness of it, but I'm just curious. <laughs> I talked to a couple of people uh, in New York and they say, yeah, I've had some crazy roommates, but I think yours take the cake. I, I think when you're living in tight quarters and I've talked to people who, you know, who are friends with there in New York mm-hmm. and they've had to live maybe four or five people in an apartment because it's so expensive. You know, yeah, and no. if you don't make a lot and you're first moving out, you kind of got to make ends meet and have several roommates. And it's hard to gel with so many different personalities and types. Yeah. Especially if it's more of a smaller space, too. I mean, there's, there's only oh, <laughs> so much yeah. one can do. And I, I think that's a good lesson for everyone. If you are living in New York and say you have to live with people, now looking back, I would have done things different. I would have laid mm. out here, who, who am I? I would have asked better questions of the person I'm going to move in with or have them move in with me. Like, what's your passion? What are you excited about? So we can see if our lifestyles even jam together. Yeah. I remember yeah. I was at, um, I just moved to DC. This was God, years ago. And um, I, I, <laughs> I had never really had a roommate before. I was, and so I was like, well, I need a roommate because I didn't have a job or anything. And so I get there, <laughs> I went to this one place and I get there and it smells like weed and I have no judgment if people smoke weed. But at that time I was like, well, I don't want to be in a house where people are always smoking weed. So I come and I sit down, there's a big old pipe there and um, they're like, do you want some? I'm like, no, I'm good. And then, so they show me the place and then down where my room would be next to it, this guy had this huge python and then they had all the mice that were that, I guess. Okay. I'm gone after I hear. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they're like the mice, mice have only gotten out a few times. And, and so I was like, is this my life? I'm like, what is, I was like, God, why did you leave me in this darkness of despair? And it was so, it was so, obviously I did not move in, but it was, um, it was such a, a 
visceral moment in my life that I had to like take stock. I'm like, what am I doing? Once again, there's nothing wrong with people who have snakes. It's, I don't mean that at all. Yeah. But more for me, it might work for someone else. It, of course, that's wonderful. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But for me, in that moment, it was so far what I was looking for, and I was like. Because that was huge changes in my life. It just happened. So mm -hmm. it's like this is this is what what I, I quote get for whatever I went through. But it was just interesting. So my stuff was not like yours at all. But it was is is kind of funny though when I look back on some of those potential roommate situations and it's something. Yeah, like, I'm grateful I'm that, glad that, you that today. <laughs> <laughs> well, but what it's are you great yeah. What were you hoping to accomplish with this book? It's interesting. At first, when my husband and I talked about it, it's really, I didn't want to really accomplish anything and that there's a net goal at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but when I started writing it, because my husband's like, you should put this in the book. People keep talking about it. But then as I started writing it and talking about the takeaways and how I grew as a person, I realized that this could totally be used for my media and speaking um, because there are great lessons that I'm sure everyone can relate to and have gone through maybe in different ways, but can all relate to the different issues yeah. and how to overcome them. Yes. Yes. And I think that's great. I mean, it's very practical. It's very, um, it's funny. Um, as we know, I mean, maybe, maybe don't realize that is humor is one of the best medicine, you know, the laughter rather is uh, real quickly from a physiological approach. What happens is when we laugh, it actually strengthens our heart. And so that's something that's really good, but it also releases what's called natural killer cells and natural killer cells are essentially, um, these the cells that attack all the free radicals that can kind of kill any tumorous type of aspects that are in your bloodstream so that's why laughter is so good because it strengthens your body and it just literally cleans a good filter for your blood as well so that's why i'm really glad that you're using humor whether you realize or not that humor yeah. is actually helping people be able to laugh it through or just even that moment kind of clears yeah. them clears your body out and helps them kind of reset as well so whether you realize it or not congratulations for doing that Aw, well, you know what, James? And maybe someone else is going to read the book and go like, I'm going through similar situations or trials. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can begin to see how can I see this in a better light? Not as like, oh, I screwed up or, oh, this yeah, is horrible. Sure. But what can I take from it? Yeah, it's a really good reframe. Yeah. And I think it's it's good in a lot of ways because it's almost like narrative therapy. So once again, not to get too technical, narrative therapy is essentially the type of therapy that I would do with kids, for example. I would tell a story and then when you talk about like the lesson in the story, like, well, what do you think this, what do you think this rabbit, whatever, what do you think this rabbit learned? And so then they'll talk about what they think it learned and what it learned. But then you say, well, is there something similar with you? No, I remember you did something like this. And so what you do is you take this, this story and you make it applicable to a person to like, ah, oh, I can see this. And so you are taught a lesson while you do the therapy, while they read something. So for me, this is very synonymous, very similar to a form of narrative therapy. So. I, I think it's great. As I said, um, I think you have such great insights. It's great stories. Um, and so there's lots of lessons there too. So I'm sure whoever reads or whomever reads this are going to learn so many more things from themselves that will be applicable for, for what they're going through as well. Yeah, I hope so. I really do. I hope they have a good time too while they go through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's next for you? Well, what's next is uh, we are planning to uh, – Keep building savvy and maybe do live events again. You were a part of what well, you didn't get to be coming to New York to see it, but we used to do yeah, live events yeah. where we would do interviews in front of an audience and nice. host a networking event afterward. And we had stopped it before COVID and it kind of mm -hmm. put a gel on it. We tried when we first got to Houston here to, to restart it and people were like, no, I'm yeah. safer in front of Zoom. I'm like, no. Yeah. But we're, we're hoping to bring them back, uh, set up a, a studio nearby in the woodlands where we can. Um, actually have it set up, people can come, and mm -hmm. that's what we're hoping to do in the near future. Awesome. Congratulations. I'm always inspired to hear all the things you guys continue to do. It's always, it's always like I said, inspiring for me and helps me level up as well. And I hope you can come on by when you're in Houston. 
You <laughs> never know. Maybe I'll be there. <laughs> well, Christina Rivera, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on my show as always. If my viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase this book, My Crazy Roommates, the names have been changed to protect the deranged. Where will they find all this information on? Well, it will be available on Amazon and they can also go to my website, SavvyBroadcasting.com and find out more information. Uh, there's a slash book part of it where they can also click to go straight over and buy the book as well. Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll link you with Christina Rivera and my crazy roommates. The names have been changed to protect the deranged. Christina, thank you so much for being a great guest as always. Oh, thank you so much, Jay, for having me back. It's been awesome. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.